everybody, this is the Locked On Nina Lions Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's Thursday, March 5th, 2020. Hopefully you're all doing well as we get ready to talk some Penn State sports. We've got basketball, we've got hockey, we've got rivalries. We're going to talk a little bit about everything coming up in today's episode. I'm your host, Kevin McGuire. Happy to be with you here, as always, talking some Penn State sports. And I want to make sure you are subscribed to our podcast on all of your favorite podcasting apps, such as iTunes and Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio. We're on that new app, Himalaya, if you've been checking that one out. And we've also got that RSS feed. So if I didn't mention your favorite podcasting app, just add our RSS feed. You'll get our latest episodes right to you as soon as they are available. We also hope that you'll support the show and help us grow the show in 2020 by subscribing, rating, and reviewing. We appreciate the feedback. It really does help us with the placement on those podcasting apps moving forward. And we want you to be a part of the podcast by following us on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. And check out our new YouTube channel by searching for LockedOnNittany Lions. We upload certain audio clips of the podcast onto the YouTube channel We'll have them available for you in video form as well moving forward. So with all that out of the way, let's go ahead and get started with today's episode. I'm at the point now where I really do think I jinxed this Penn State men's basketball team because everything seemed to be rolling so smoothly for Pat Chambers and the Nittany Lions on the hard court. They climbed to number nine in the AP poll just within the last few weeks, and that's when I officially decided and announced right here on this podcast that, yeah, I'm joining the bandwagon. Hop me in and find me a space on it because I'm ready to go and follow this Penn State basketball team into March Madness. Well, Unfortunately, things have not gone so well since I decided to hop on that bandwagon. And again, I will take responsibility for that. It is all my fault. Penn State losing, what is it, four of the last five games, including Tuesday night's unfortunate setback at home against Michigan State, where they had a big lead at halftime and ended up losing that game by eight points. Again, Michigan State, a very good team. Credit Michigan State for the way they fought back. Uh, It raises some concern, I think, for Penn State moving into the final game of the regular season and then, of course, the Big Ten tournament. And I don't think Penn State should have to worry too much about ending the regular season on a winning note. But you never know. A road game at Northwestern, you know, <laughs> the way things are going, I, I don't know if anything is necessarily off the table. But all things considered, I still think Penn State is still sitting in a pretty good spot. There's no jeopardy of them missing the NCAA tournament, I think, at this point. And I think the bracketologists would agree with that. I'm looking at Joe Lenardi's latest bracketology, and you know, he is the bracketology master as far as I'm concerned. Uh, for as long as I've been following him. He still has Penn State as a number four seed, which is not nearly as highly regarded as where Penn State was just within the last few weeks. We're talking about Penn State potentially grabbing one of those number two seeds. Uh, Maybe a number three seed was a little bit more realistic, and maybe that's still possible, potentially with a deep run in the Big Ten tournament. But the way things are shaping up, Penn State hasn't necessarily been able to take advantage of that position they were in the Big Ten standings over the last couple of weeks and that's unfortunate because that means they don't get that double buy and uh, they'll have to play at least one extra game if things go well in the tournament and again you know in the big 10 tournament you it's pretty much up for grabs you know obviously maryland is a good team but they just lost to Rutgers. anybody can beat anybody in this conference right now and i think that's the biggest takeaway i have from what i've seen from big 10 basketball this year everybody can make a case to make a deep run if you get hot at the right time 
uh, pretty much anybody can win this thing. So we'll see where they go from here. But you know, Penn State's still looking like they're in a pretty good spot. Like I said, Joe Lonardi has them in the Midwest uh, bracket uh, out in Sacramento for the first couple of rounds. His uh, projections, as I'm reading this right now, and these do change on a night-to-night basis. So it might be slightly modified by the time you get a chance to listen to this podcast. But he's got number four uh, seed for Penn State taking on North Texas out in that first round in Sacramento. Should they, should Penn State be able to win that game, then he's got them playing either Colorado or Liberty. So a pretty decent matchup. Uh, there's a potential rematch with Illinois coming up in the Sweet 16 if things go uh, according to plan for Penn State. Uh, but they would be in the same region as number one seed Kansas. Uh, Ohio State is in that region. Illinois, like I just said, they would be taking on uh, defending national champion Virginia. Uh, other teams in the bracket, as uh, Jim already has it in the Midwest, uh, Louisville, the number three seed. Uh, another Big Ten team, Indiana, down to a number 10 seed up in Albany. You know, Seton Hall has been having a really good year. Uh, North Dakota State is the 15th seed. They'd be taking on Seton Hall, number two seed. So pretty interesting region to be in. Of course, a couple Big Ten teams, and that's the thing. You know, there are a lot of Big Ten teams that are going to be going to the tournament. Uh, seems like 10 teams is a very real possibility. Let me throw you another one, uh, another uh, bracketology look from uh, Jerry Palm over at CBS Sports. He's got number five seed for Penn State, but he's got him in the East region, uh, taking on Eastern Tennessee State in the first round down in Tampa. So you know, I don't know what's better. Obviously, a number four seed is better, but you know we're going to be talking about four seed, five seed. I don't know if that's necessarily a huge deal, but being in the East region is probably a little bit better because you have a potential chance to maybe get to New York. I don't know. All I know is looking at Jerry Palm's projections as they currently stand, Penn State could potentially have to play Louisville in the second round, which would be a tough matchup. And if they were able to get past that, you're probably looking at a game against number one seed San Diego State. Maybe number nine Florida's or in number eight St. Mary's can make a quick run to win a couple games but the dream scenario i think which would be really fun for a lot of people in pennsylvania to watch would be a regional final in the east in new york between penn state and number three seed villanova pat chambers of course is a former assistant under jay wright of villanova villanova's won two national championships in recent years uh, and villanova loves that new york uh, spotlight and penn state has had some success in new york as well so you know personally I think that that would be a really fun matchup. I would love to see that happen if it were to happen. We're getting very close to the start of the Big Ten Hockey Tournament. And, of course, Penn State is going to be off this weekend while everybody else is going to be playing those best-of-three series on the home ice of the top seeds in the rest of the tournament. Of course, Penn State is the number one seed after winning the regular season championship. So they will be off while everybody else settles the score and advances to the next round of the bracket. Now, of course, the opening round will be best of three series, as I mentioned. And then starting next week, we go into single elimination. So Penn State is going to have the home ice for that single elimination game. We'll talk a little bit more about that matchup next week once we know who exactly Penn State will be playing. They'll be playing the lowest seed team to come out of these best of three series. So again, Ohio State's going to be taking on Wisconsin. Michigan and Michigan State are going to be doing battle. And I think Minnesota and Notre Dame was the other one. So uh, we'll have some fun watching the Big Ten Hockey Tournament this weekend. If you get a chance to watch it, it's going to be on a lot of regional uh, outlets, I believe. Uh, if you have BTM Plus, uh, you'll be settled there. I think uh, FS2 if it's going to have, I think, the Ohio State-Wisconsin game. 
games. Uh, so if you have FS2 on your provider, that's great. You'll be hooked up there. Uh, so you're going to have to rely probably more on that streaming coverage if you're interested. Now, the good news is when we get into these single elimination games, they will be on actual TV, I think on the Big Ten Network. So you'll be squared away for when Penn State hits the ice against whoever they may be playing in that single elimination game. And then potentially in that Big Ten Championship game, should Penn State be fortunate to advance to that following week. But Big Ten hockey is kind of in an interesting point right now because... You look around the conference and you have some really good hockey schools. You know, Minnesota has a strong history. Michigan, Michigan State, those are schools that have strong college hockey history, especially Minnesota. But you see programs that are also on the rise. Penn State has certainly been one of them. Ohio State has had some really good success. Wisconsin has had some good times as well. There are good hockey schools in here. Notre Dame is a really good uh, addition uh, as an affiliate member uh, to the Big Ten Conference. And it looks like this is a sport that's going to continue to grow a little bit as the Big Ten moves forward. Now, the new commissioner who's going to be taking over for Jim Delaney, Kevin Warren, he's been making the rounds as we get ready to go into the Big Ten Hockey Tournament. And last week, of course, he was um, being... Quoted as saying some things about the future of Big Ten hockey, and it is something that he wants to make a little bit of a priority. And I say, why not? Obviously, I don't know how much room you have to grow with football, and basketball is certainly well established. Obviously, as far as TV deals are concerned, there's always room to improve there. But you know, I think there's really something to be made for Big Ten hockey moving forward. I'm not saying it's going to be a giant revenue maker on par with football and basketball but i think you if you look at the the nucleus of the big 10 and you look at some of these hockey schools and you look at some of the rising success that some of these schools are having since they formed an actual big 10 conference which i thought was great i, I thought it was a, a really solid move and really kind of a, a an easy move to make once more schools got on board once penn state joined uh, officially as a division one pro- hockey program really helped kind of get the Big Ten moving forward because all these teams were in different conferences before, and now you have one Big Ten banner. And that's not something you typically have. I mean, you don't have an ACC. Uh, You don't have the the Pac-12. You certainly don't have the SEC or the Big 12 uh, playing hockey. Not not to say, uh, you know, Arizona State's out there, uh, but (laughs) they're uh, they're not going to be joining uh, a Pac-12 hockey conference anytime soon. And, you know, Boston College, of course, is a hockey power, but there's no ACC hockey conference. So they have to you know, live in the conference that they do. Uh, so I think the Big Ten taking the initiative to form an actual hockey conference, it, it was an easy move to make. And I think we're going to see this conference continue to grow moving forward. And Kevin Warren has stressed that he wants to make that one of his priorities. And I think there's a lot of upside potential here. You know, Certainly they have a lot of benefits that a lot of these other hockey conferences are not going to have. First of all, they've got Big Ten revenue from football and basketball coming in. There are some big revenues coming in to what these hockey programs are going to be able to tap into. Now, of course, a school like Boston College is going to have that ACC revenue, which is nothing to you know bash an eye at. And, and of course, Arizona State, you know, Pac-12 revenue is what it is, but you know, it's certainly not on par with what the Big Ten has to offer. And you look at all these other hockey conferences that are out there playing Division One hockey. Not a lot of them have the same kind of revenue advantages that the schools in the Big Ten are going to have 
in years of future. Now, Boston College is going to get a good cut from the ACC, and they can put that towards their hockey program. A school like Harvard is always going to have money to rely on. And a lot of these schools that are known for their hockey programs, they're always going to have good hockey programs because of their lineage, their history. They are so well-rooted in the game. People that grow up playing hockey in those states like North Dakota and Minnesota, they're always going to have those schools to look to. But I think if you look at the potential for how these conferences and how these programs are going to evolve in the years to come, the Big Ten has a lot to look forward to. They can put more into their facilities. They can put more into their coaching. They can put more into all the benefits that they can provide for hockey players on the rise. And that's what's going to potentially separate the Big Ten from some of these other longstanding hockey organizations. Now, again, like I said, this is not saying that uh, hockey is going to stop being played at some of these traditional powers. Those schools are always going to be hockey schools first, second, and maybe third, uh, because that's not something that you can say about Ohio State and Michigan. While, while hockey is a big sport at some of these schools like Minnesota and Michigan State, Basketball and football are always going to come first, and you know, obviously the, mo- the majority of that revenue is going to be placed on football and basketball, but the more money that the Big Ten has to spread around, I think the more well-off these hockey programs within the Big Ten are going to be, and I think you're going to see some other Big Ten schools start to seriously consider hopping on board. Illinois seems to be the next school in line that's at least having those discussions. So it's something to keep an eye on. And I think it is something definitely worth watching as you begin to follow the the growth of college hockey moving forward. The Big Ten is in a very good spot to provide for every program in this conference, whether they are actual Big Ten full-time members or their associate members like Notre Dame. Would not be surprised if you add another one or two in the years to come. It's something definitely worth watching. I'm going to ask you guys a question, and I want you to think about the first team that pops into your mind when I ask you this question. Who is Penn State's rival? I'm guessing some of you said Ohio State. Maybe some of you said Pittsburgh. Anyone say Maryland? Well, if you were working for the Fox Sports digital team, uh, you probably did because Fox College Football's Twitter account, at CFB on Fox, put out the graphic last night and it said, sorry to ruin your day, but here is every Big Ten logo in their rivals colors. Now, we've seen these kinds of things pop up online before, whether it's on Reddit or some other Twitter account. Uh, and you know what? You know, Getting ready for Big Ten basketball tournaments and, uh, like I said, the hockey tournaments getting underway. This is one of those graphics that's pretty simple to just throw out there and have some fun with. And obviously, the people at Fox are doing that. Now, they have every Big Ten logo with the colors of those logos being swapped with their so-called rivals. So Michigan's logo comes in scarlet and gray for Ohio State, and Ohio State's uh, logo is in maize and blue, of course, as you would expect. Uh, Northwestern's logo is in the colors of Illinois. Well, Illinois' colors, (laughs) I'm looking at it, and I'm not really sure what colors are supposed to be because they're not Northwestern. I'm guessing it's Indiana. And I guess maybe if you look throughout the history of the schools, maybe there's a case to be made there. But I just think it's kind of funny that you're throwing Illinois' rival of color as Indiana when you already did Northwestern in Illinois colors. So maybe I'm not an Illinois expert, so maybe you guys can fill me in. Nebraska's colors are in the colors of, I guess, Colorado, 
which is kind of interesting. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as you look through this graphic, you see that there are some puzzling decisions that were made. And, of course, Penn State's colors are in the colors of Maryland. Or is it Iowa State? I don't think it's USA. But they are in a, a red and yellow combination, suggesting that Penn State's biggest rival is Maryland. Now, this is a question and a conversation that seems to have popped up for a long time, ever since Penn State officially joined the Big Ten back in 1993 as a full-time member, uh, first playing Big Ten football in 1993. Penn State doesn't really have a traditional rival. And when I say that, I mean the rival feels that Penn State is their top rival as well. So Penn State and Ohio State, I think, have a good rivalry going. And I think there's a lot of uh, potential for years of excitement in that series to continue. And I do think it is a rivalry, but it is not the rivalry for Ohio State. Obviously, that's Michigan. And I think in order to be true rivals, you guys have to see eye to eye that you are rivals. So I think for a long time, maybe it was Penn State and Pittsburgh, although Pittsburgh fans would suggest that West Virginia is their rival. And I think West Virginia fans would reciprocate that by saying that Pittsburgh is their rival. So Penn State's kind of like the third wheel in many senses. But you know, for a long time, Penn State and Pitt were rivals. And I'm going to stand by that decision and that statement moving forward. You're not going to change my mind. Uh, but I do feel like it is kind of forcing a narrative suggesting that Penn State and Maryland are rivals. Certainly when you look at football, there is no real rivalry there. There is a cross, there is a border <laughs> rivalry, I guess, in a sense, just by default. But if you look at the history, there's not much there. Obviously, Maryland won that game a few years back in Happy Valley uh, without the, the shaking of the hands. But Penn State has dominated Maryland throughout the course of history. So there's no real rivalry there. A rivalry has to have good back and forth. They have to have games that, um, you know, maybe you have a winning streak in the series, but the series overall is pretty competitive. And you know, even if it's lopsided in the win com, you get good contests. And that certainly has not been the case on the football field for Penn State and Maryland. And that's what I'm going to focus on. And, you know, maybe in other sports you can make that case. Uh, but you know, I feel like there's potential for a Penn State-Maryland rivalry. By the way, Maryland's logo is in Penn State blue and white. I'm just going to put it out there. Unless it's Georgetown colors, I'm not really 100% sure. But it, they did put Maryland's logo in blue and white. Rutgers, incidentally, was in Princeton Tiger stripes. So Penn State-Rutgers is certainly not a rivalry. And I, I do think, I, I've, I've always said ever since Maryland came into the Big Ten at the same time that Rutgers did, I felt like there was potential for a Penn State-Maryland rivalry to continue in the years to come. And if you're going to throw Penn State into the final game of the regular season against one team, I would actually prefer it be Maryland. And that's not just because of the lopsidedness in the series. I just feel like if you're going to force a rivalry game in that last game of the regular season, yes, the games with Michigan State have obviously been more competitive on a regular basis. But to me, I think if you want to force a rivalry, why not go with something that's on the border? And I guess you're kind of tied in your hands there because Penn State's borders are obviously Ohio State, uh, but Rutgers and Maryland. So you kind of have to pick your poison there in a sense if you're going to force a rivalry. As far as football is concerned, there's been no rivalry there. And I think that's what kind of ties into that whole unrivaled aspect that uh, James Franklin and Penn State football have kind of branded themselves with and maybe that's 
just what they are. They're unrivaled. Nobody considers Penn State their biggest rival. Well, maybe Rutgers does. Maybe Maryland does. I don't know. But I just feel like uh, Penn State is kind of floating around. They've got good animosity maybe with some other programs, but there's no real rival. They are unrivaled in that sense. And that's a shame. I really do feel like things would be so much more fun if there was a true rival to get excited about on a regular basis. And I still say that I would be okay with a regular season finale in a cross-conference matchup with Pittsburgh. Uh, I know that's probably never going to happen, but you see a handful of ACC schools play SEC schools in the final week of the regular season. I would be totally okay if the Big Ten opened their door to allow a team like Penn State to play a team like Pittsburgh. Or maybe Nebraska wants to fire up some kind of old rivalry that they may have. Uh, you know, obviously there are some great rivalries for that last game of the regular season within the Big Ten, and for a long time, Penn State and Michigan State were paired up, and we had some good results out of that series, uh, and we probably will for years to come. But uh, yeah, Penn State really is unrivaled. So forcing a Maryland rivalry just doesn't really sit well with me, and I don't think it's sitting well with a lot of people in the mentions for the college football on Fox Twitter account. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Remember to subscribe to the podcast on all your favorite podcasting apps. Subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, Himalaya, Spotify, which one am I missing? Google Play, whatever it is out there. We also have that RSS feed, so if I didn't mention your favorite podcasting app, make sure you add it to your favorite feed. You can also tell your Alexa devices to play the Locked On Nitty Lines podcast on Tuned In. And you can listen to it right through your Alexa speakers, which is pretty cool. You can have them throughout your house, and you can play the podcast in any room that you may have those speakers. So it's pretty cool. Check it out if you have not already. We're also on Twitter, at LockedOnNittany. We're also on Facebook at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. And this week, we launched the official YouTube channel. So go ahead to YouTube, search for LockedOnNittany Lions. We don't have a short and easy-to-remember URL just yet. But maybe if we get some people to subscribe to that channel and support that channel as well, we'll be able to get that a little quicker than normal. So make sure you check out all the social medias on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. Maybe we'll do Instagram at some point in time, but for right now, those will have to keep you covered. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. You can check out my Facebook page at Facebook.com slash McGuire. And don't forget to check out my national college football coverage on AthlonSports.com and NBCSports.com's College Football Talk. That's all from me. Have a great Thursday. Come back. We'll do it all again tomorrow on our Football Friday. We'll get you heading into the weekend feeling good and tell you what to keep an eye out for. we got some good stuff coming up for you in tomorrow's episode. Make sure you come back. We'll do it all again. We'll have some fun. Thanks again for everybody for listening to this podcast. We'll talk to you again very soon. Oh,